0: Light me at
1: five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So
0: what you guys are
2: telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. Light me at five. Like,
1: where's the line? Five. We're we're figuring this out.
2: Five. <sighs> oh, yeah. Let's <that's> go again. <laughs> we really should work out a system. We have a system. You just won't adhere to it.
1: What was our system?
2: I point at you. I I'd say, I'd say whenever you're ready, and I then I point at you.
1: I was I was doodling. I didn't even see
0: you point. <sighs> Every time That's, it's the system and Dean just failing to participate. In yeah,
2: this, what's happening.
0: Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's, it's we're just fine. We're just sitting here in the room where we do this. <laughs> All the equipment running, headphones on, and Dean's like, "Well, how am I supposed to? Know? I was doodling. How am I supposed to know what's going on,
1: guys? I was, I was getting my, uh, I was getting my, uh, our closing uh, oh, comments and went from doodling to doing work. No, oh, I yeah. did, I did. I drew a rocket ship around, <laughs> around that, that word right there and. That's what I was actually finishing with
2: the rocket ship. <laughs> it had the flame coming out of the bottom. Of no, the I know I didn't get that far. Okay. You know, All I just right. got the nose done. Uh, the it nose just comb. looks like a dick
3: now. It just <laughs> kind of yeah. That's how you left me with just this, fuck
1: flaccid. Yeah. I hope you're proud of yourself. I, I'm always proud of myself. Thanks for joining us. Light me at five. We're happy to see uh, some of you're still sticking around with us. Uh, I'm Dean Jernigan.
2: <laughs> we got to get a system. Down I pointed. Oh, to oh did you point at me?
0: All all right. I didn't even all all right. notice. All right. We should come up with some sort of, I don't know, way to figure this out. I'm Jason Lafoon. Uh, and I have totally forgotten
2: what what my name is because I'm too old. Agreed.
1: Agreed. <laughs> it's been. Uh, how's everybody been? We've been. I got I got a show canceled on me today. Oh yeah, that's one. good. A second one in like three weeks. What got canceled? It was a Grand Rapids thing. It was an art theater. Mm-hmm. I've never done one, but uh, for you Grand Rapids folks, uh, May June looks like uh, COVID. COVID numbers. COVID up, number. So. Yeah,
2: okay. I, f- I forgot. Uh, Michigan. Michigan
1: Michigan's kind of going crazy. Yeah, Michigan's running around with COVID like uh, Florida was with bath salts there for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, bath salts were everywhere, man. They were just the stories
1: were coming out of Florida, though, where like people were being eaten.
2: I was gonna say, COVID doesn't
1: like make you one eat somebody's
0: guy face. got eaten.
2: Isn't that enough? <laughs> I think that's enough. That's
1: like how many? How many more do you need to signify it's, uh, well, it's the
0: apocalypse? See, you're doing the mainstream media. You're sensationalizing. right? like all the stories of people getting eaten come Florida. The the one story. There's two. There was two. It, maybe, you, you just
1: weren't touched. You no. weren't in the pipeline. Oh, dude. There was two. There was one guy. There was one. A woman ate her uh, kid's toes off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look on your face. <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. I don't even. I, I think it was just. It, it wasn't even bath salts. It was mental illness. Uh, I don't even know. That's, that's how you, you I never even there. heard
1: of that stuff before this. And I thought, ah. Oh. That's it. You oh, know how well, it always bat, is. It's bat bat always like salts? the end of the
0: world. Yeah, I'd never even heard of it before uh, I, that. I had heard of it before that. And that's, I can tell you a personal experience that you don't eat people's face off if you do bath salts.
1: Well, the ba- <laughs> well, I see, I was one of the confused ones. I thought literally they were talking about the guy who was like eating like a bath bomb or smoking a bath bomb. And <laughs> that's what I and thought. No, no, because we're old, Rusty.
0: Because <laughs> our hair is more white than any other color. Uh, we're the same age, Dean. Um I appreciate that. I appreciate that. He Jason took to show, a few to years. touch Dina's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It's like, do you remember when that uh, K2 stuff was in ga- gas stations, that fake weed that was everywhere? Yes. Well, um, I do
1: remember when that charlatan stuff popped okay. up. Yeah. Well, at
0: the same time, there was fake cocaine called bath salts that you could buy at head shops and stuff. And I bought this stuff. At a head shop in Indianapolis called White Girl, <laughs> and there were these little tins, and they were like twenty bucks a piece.
1: Let me ask you know, it's a dumb question, so I'm gonna stop myself before I even ask. Go ahead, keep going.
0: Oh no, I'll, I'll take I'll open the Florida. No, no, no.
1: I was I started to say. You didn't question putting this in, but I immediately, I'm like, what a stupid question because I'm at the comedy club the other day and
0: somebody was like, hey, you want an item?" And I'm like, (laughs) what was that? I'm I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, I heard about (laughs) right around the same time that the fake weed stuff was going around. I heard about the fake Coke stuff. And uh, I mean, I tried the fake weed. Why wouldn't I try the fake Coke?
1: Oh, you tried the fake weed?
0: Oh, yeah. I I smoked some of that before.
1: What what is it? it? It's
0: just weird, man. It's like makes you feel weird i didn't like it yeah but i knew people that were like all about it and i think i don't know man but like i don't trust those people we went to this little pipe they sold pipes and stuff and they had this stuff called white girl
1: what kind of fucking
0: person doesn't like it's all about that shit when real weed is out people who are on probation and have to pass a piss test (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. So it's like the equivalent <laughs> of drinking and rubbing alcohol. <laughs> if you're a
0: hardcore raging alcoholic, I got you. Okay. All right. Proceed. Um, but yeah. So we got this stuff. White girls. twenty bucks a canister. White girl. Yeah, like white girl. Which is slang for co- which is street for co I mean, they even name it after the slang for drugs. Oh, you had a tin that says "blow." No, <laughs> it was like it was like a little tin, like a like smaller than a thing of Carmex. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't like an Altoid can. No, 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 dude. It was, <laughs> and they were twenty bucks a piece. And I opened it up and looked inside and was like, "That's all." Like, if you were to dump it out, you could have made maybe like two big lines out of it. I mean, that's what you got for twenty bucks, right? Right. And so I'm looking at this stuff and I just do a key bump, and that little key bump, I was instantly like, "Whoo!" Okay. <laughs> oh, man. This shit works. You were, you were like, that guy's face looks like a turkey sandwich. <laughs> it was some potent stuff. So I could see, like, if you, if you just like dumped it out and was like, oh, that's it. And then, you know, like, made one big fat line out of it, you might go insane.
1: Or, or bought, say, $100 worth and went to town. You might eat a dude's face off or some toes who knows you know, I didn't whatever, hear about the toe story whatever whatever flow you know whatever that's interesting though because I, I ended up having it. a
0: great I ended up meeting uh, a bunch of random people in the bar that we went to <laughs> uh, I was sharing my uh, store bought uh, Matthew Coke stuff and yeah. yeah dude we made we <laughs> store bought bathroom made <laughs> yeah these two little containers there was 10 of us at the end of the night after the bar closed we we're standing outside the bar closed and we stood there long enough for the bar to open the next morning. We were still in the same fucking spot, <laughs> just talking to these people we had met that night. <laughs> so, like, it was five hours because the bar closed at three, then opened at eight for breakfast.
1: I'd done that one time with a uh, with a uh, eatin' acid with Corey Summers. <laughs> we were sitting, uh, we were sitting parked uptown, and we were thoroughly enjoying the shadow play of uh, of this like parking lot slash park every time a car would go by and we listen to some music and you know and, and we we're just enjoying ourselves so- and we were there for a while and then somebody pulls up and says hey hey, hey, what about uh why don't you guys face the other direction so we we're Ooh. like oh
3: shit wow. so we turned
1: around and we faced <laughs> the other way and it sucked ass <laughs> so we turned back around <laughs> And then again, like like dawn found us still yeah. sitting there at that uh, at that park, listening to uh, you know Led Zeppelin and staring at the wall. <laughs> yeah, uh. that was. And, but see, that's just I start. That's why I said it was a stupid question, because as soon as I go, well, why would you put that in your body? I've got like it's it's funny to me, what in my head triggers well, that's not allowed. And then they'll be like, I got gel tabs and I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> you know, like, that's not made in the bathtub too. Like, <laughs> And I, I realize I do it. I just, I can't help it. Like, whoa, I wouldn't touch that shit.
2: Black tar heroin. Oh, where's my pipe? I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got a spoon and a needle. I'm ready to go. Uh.
1: That's the thing, I can't do needle. I think
2: Uh, the same thing about meth. You put what? Drain cleaner and... Oh, well, yeah. ammonia. Who I mean, I'm not sharing your...
0: my recipe, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks you put that in your body? I mean, think about that for somebody sitting around one day. Hmm. I think I'm going to get some ammonia well, and inject it. I actually, I read
1: about this and how this started was some really ingenuitive guys started packaging little uh, bags of powder in tins in the tobacco <laughs> shop. They, calling <laughs> they called it white chick. <laughs> they
2: white, called it
3: white chick. They followed him around all white night. White girl, not white chick. Oh, Okay. <laughs> He
1: didn't notice he was so fucked up. He didn't notice the group that stood with him all night had like
0: clipboards and camera equipment. <laughs> How do you feel right now,
1: Jason? They hung on my every story.
0: <laughs> Dude, no, that what's funny is uh one of the one of the guys who um, who did it who did it with us that night, he's a, he was my roommate in India and he never did any drugs ever in his life. But because this stuff was bought at a store, he was he like, was like okay, oh, okay, okay, I'll do that. That's yeah. not like a drug. See,
1: here's that's that's the funny thing. That was oh my God. that's why I'm the opposite reaction. I'm
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> what? You bought that at a store?
1: That's <laughs> that's not, that's
2: not <laughs> legit. <laughs> Give me a,
1: a backseat of some shady <laughs> guy's
2: car. Like some guy in an alley with a trench coat.
1: Yeah, I felt like what what Max say? If it's not a little shady, I'm not really into it, you know? <laughs> Oh man, I got to tell you, uh, I we my my uh my son, my son thought he'd uh, he had worked the system over, and was banking some money. See, I had uh, he'd been they'd been waiting on me to put lunch money, give him lunch money. Okay. I had just realized like the how to do it online. Like I knew you could do it online, i never right. had, yeah. so I'd done it online, and and like they they periodically check their funds, so or my schedule's crazy so I figured, ah, they'll check it you know they weren't awake yet when I did it then I forgot about it well my son had been waiting for me to put money in and I never told him so he took 20 of his own I got one son who will spend every dime you hand him and I got one son who ferrets it away oh yeah like he has no intention of ever using it and uh, he's got a bigger I might get a loan from him one day because I'm sure he's got a bigger stash than I do but he uh, so he took twenty bucks and put it in there, and uh, he'd been buying himself slushies, right? Because that costs cash. Other uh, thing, uh, the extra cash—that's what you want all some money for. So he's getting slushies for a while. Got his friends a couple. right? Unbeknownst to him, I had put fifteen dollars in both their accounts. Well, he after getting some slushies for like three or four days, he decides to go check his his uh, balance. He'd put twenty bucks in and he had twenty four dollars. Uh oh. And he was like, Holy shit. <laughs> they fucked up. I'm buying around for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, eh, hook it up. And then his buddy's like, Really? For real? He's like, dude, listen.
0: This is someone else's
1: paying for this <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> He's like, I think they're paying me to drink Slurpees. Man. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I oh, he thought no. he got a
0: sponsorship deal that
1: he no thought, one told him about. <laughs> he thought he got stimied. Like, uh, <laughs> like, all the stimmies were coming out. He's like, this is like, he, he was just like, I guess, man, I thought. And then, so, because, like, later, I saw him that afternoon. This is after it had been going on a week, and I remembered. And I go, because Leland was complaining because he had no money in his account, but he did. And I go, yeah, I put it in your account. It's, uh, it's on, I put it online. It's in there. And Corbin goes, wait, what? <laughs> and the look on his face was so disappointed. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, man, that, that, ex- that explains a lot. <laughs> uh, that's how the world works. I, he's the one that drew up the contract with his brother a couple years oh, yeah, ago. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's the swindler. So he... <laughs> I, home, I came home. I the other day, and there's a uh, there's a uh, 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 huge uh, uh, table that Andy's ordered to replace ours. She 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 made me. She asked me like a dozen times to cut it in half, and I didn't. I just came home one day, and the table was cut in half. Wait, she <laughs> got a table and no, cut it in half. No, the, our table. She she saw it in half. She has plans, project plans Wait, and shit.
0: Wait. What? Hold on. A second. Yeah. It's, yeah. She
1: cut the dining room table in half. No,
0: I got that part. <laughs> yeah. That was clear. And then ordered a new table. <laughs> why but what was why? the purpose yeah. of cutting the old table in half? Yeah. Make, making counter space. It's a pro, she's got projects Wait, whoa, 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 Hold on. I'm making counter space out <laughs> of <laughs> the old table?
1: No, you know it's
3: for No, it's I don't understand. No, that's <laughs> the that's the why problem. I'm asking for yeah. clarification. <laughs>
1: It's, it's it's ultimately it's go it gets attached to the wall now and it's storage space everything has to be tall because we have a mastiff is this something so, she saw anyway. on the
0: internet and decided to transfer to real life on your house
1: i don't think so it's more of a, a the dog can literally reach oh, yeah. everything on the planet standing on all four feet so we have to and the table she the table she'd had for like a 10 years is is one that's six like super tall so but it was, it was getting older so she chopped it in half and ordered a new one so i come i come home <laughs> you
0: you say that uh, yeah like that's normal yeah, when, when you know. say that i, I saying like no 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 she just she chopped it in half and then ordered a new one okay that that, yeah. that speaks to anger i know well
1: me. she asked me to do it and i was like uh
0: <laughs>
2: Still not normal. I,
0: I don't think you understand how not clear you're being about yeah, what's happening. Exactly.
2: Right. I don't really know what's going on most of the time, <laughs> but she was making shit out of it, dude. What do you want? From I just me? have this vision of her with a chainsaw, swinging so it around, in so the she, it's like she that. needed.
0: All right, I think. I think. Even if I'm not right, it's concise enough that we can move on. Yeah, now. okay, yeah, I think. I I'm think okay. what happened was she needed the old table for an art project, so ordered a new table. Okay, yes, okay. all right, all right. Well, that, right, that
2: cool. makes sense yes. to me. Got
0: yeah. it. Yeah, a really high art project the
1: dog can't reach. <laughs> okay. And um, so this is how I, ha- I come home and like shit's sold in half, and like I don't. This is this is normal shit, right? But uh, so she ordered this new table, and it's fucking massive, and it's and and it stands on these. these it's got to be really tall. Anyway, I'm like, man, they must have. Hopefully, they had like four people delivering that, because I pull up and it's just my whole porch is this table, and I walk in and Corbin says, my 15 year old son, he he says, no, no, man, it was one guy and he was struggling,
2: Whew. and <laughs> he even, didn't go out to help him. Or <laughs>
1: He even goes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like man, I I'm like he that guy was in so much pain, and you there was like there was like on the on the on the cardboard there was like a trench or like it catch a corner or something, and then another one, and then another one, and another one. I was, I mean, we're lucky he wasn't like stomping on it. <laughs> and then I go, well, why didn't you go out and help him? And he goes. Well, I, first of all, I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when do you like? At what point do you realize you raised a monster? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, that's that's the problem with raising kids. It's up to them whether or not they're going to be a serial killer. <laughs> It really is entirely up to them. No matter what you do,
1: it's their choice. You really have very little control. Because I mean, like, and, and here's the deal: if if I got any, uh, I shouldn't have any uh, teens, really young teens, listening to this. So, uh, but once they figure out that you can, that you can't, like, beat them with a stick.
3: Th- All the time. Th- then it's
1: out of control. Like Then they're out of control. They'll leave when they want. When you can't physically take it to totally them. Oh, I know. Yeah, once wait. they figure that out. Because <laughs> legally, they, they can't be
0: they can't be beaten. Or they should be. Well, that's why you always have to be constantly mentally tackling them. Yeah.
1: Oh, you got to bring them down. You got you to big dog them. For sure. I'm 100% on that program.
0: Mentally, you got to be inside their box. I, in just like <laughs> to, I like to do the walk by and give the little like flinch. Yeah so they cower back a little. <laughs> just so they know.
1: I like to carry around a water bottle and spray it right in the eyes when you're not looking.
0: I like- Dude, I, <laughs> I, that does remind me. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was at a family friend's high school graduation. This is a few years ago. Yeah, And uh, while I was there, there was a couple squirt guns that were just outside. And so I brought it in, I filled it with water, and I would just randomly, like, squirt people just like one little squirt put it down and watch people like look around like what the fuck yeah what was that so it was fun for like it was fun for a little bit then someone saw me and then they start having fun too then it gets (laughs) out of control No, no 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 and then when these people walk in and uh they were like high school age you know they were friends of the person who graduated (laughs) and they walk in and i go to squirt them and they see me like with the squirt in my hand i pull the trigger hit the one dude (laughs) in the face before i pull it down and all of them just kind of like look at each other (laughs) and then look at me and then they just walked away (laughs) and i'm just like oh Okay, way to make me feel like asshole.
2: <laughs> way to make me feel like
0: oh, yeah, I guess I'm the dick, guys. Okay, cool. Oh,
1: oh you don't come here expecting to get squirted in the face? <laughs> like, what the fuck, guys? I'm trying to prepare you for life. You can walk into work at in any moment, and a motherfucker can squirt you in the face, and you got to be ready for that.
0: I, I was just trying to have fun, and they made me feel so bad about it.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is there goddamn teenagers. They were the looking
3: at me oh, like yeah. like yeah.
0: I should have been looking at me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it would have been on. I'd have been like, all right, that's cool. If I w- You're like, you didn't squirt teenage me. I'd have been running around with a fire hose in five minutes. <laughs> fire extinguisher or something. Yeah. Uh, it would have been on. It would have been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, uh again, I got two shows canceled. I took some vacation days though to line up with those shows, so I'd have the next day off. So now I just have—I uh, got a couple of nice two-day off spots thrown in the middle of the month there for no reason.
2: Are you going to enjoy them? Or oh yeah, well, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, like book <laughs> another <laughs> show. No, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not still wear going pants. just because the
0: show's canceled. Doesn't yeah, mean. I'm, I'm still going to show I'm up. Still showing up. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to
1: wear pants. I don't know. <laughs> it's vacation days because I'm like, Dad, please. <laughs> we're at our we're at our band
2: recital. <laughs> no pants. No, no pants. pants. You're probably the popular dad, I would think. I don't think so. I don't they, like.
1: My kids are always well. I don't. It's not. It's not the fear. I like to mentally. Like I said, I like to get inside and box with them inside their head. Uh uh, and the fear that I'm going to do something embarrassing to him in public is always right there. I rarely ever do. <laughs> so know.
2: just the fear is enough. Well, like,
1: I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So, like, uh, uh, we, <laughs> my daughter, uh, back when she was a cheerleader, so they would. They would, uh, she would. It was like some sort of prom night, or uh, or they have they have like four of these dances now, and okay, I don't I don't yeah. I don't keep track. I don't okay. I don't know what they all are. Right? There's uh, there's a winter one, there's a spring one. Anyways, it was one of the dances. It was during football season. Uh, I think that's. Prom. That would have been the fall dance. Fall dance, the fall, the, <laughs> <don't> fall <laughs> the fall
0: formal could have been homecoming, man. Homecoming. Yeah. No, okay. it was. It was. Uh, it was homecoming.
1: But anyway, so she's the one that they toss in the air. Right? So. For cheerleading.
2: Oh, okay. I thought. Yeah, because yeah. like, she's,
1: she's cheerleading in the game, and oh, okay. and she has this okay. home. She's like all in right. the homecoming queen's all court. Right. That's exactly what it was. Okay. And uh, so she's wearing like you know this gown for at halftime, right? And and it, you know it's all sleek and shoulderless and whatnot. But meanwhile, she's been thrown up in the air all week getting practice for it. So there's these scratches all up and down her oh, arms from these cheerleaders grabbing yeah. her, you know, and holding catching her. So uh, so she's out there. He's in his tux. It's right at time I go whipping over there to get some pictures of them, and uh, I walk up. and it's the first time I see him as a couple and this, this kid Weston had asked her out. and I walked up, and I was like, "Oh wow, you look gorgeous!" And then I snatched up her arm and flipped it around like I'd never seen those scratches. and I go, "What the fuck, Weston?" <laughs> and this kid just <laughs> melted in
2: front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. That, yeah, now now I would, that, yeah, that, that that's me like, You dick. know
0: her, she'll know how to shut up, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guess I can't blame you. <laughs> oh, my God. She
1: was really like, daddy, and he just, like, turned to a puddle, and that was like, I don't know, it would have been her sophomore year, I think, and,
2: and like, years later... If you had done that to me as a sophomore in high school, I would have pissed myself right on the I, you know, my, I mean he was, It was dark. He was wearing dark. <laughs> and he was good.
1: He was in a toxic It's loose. It breathes. But anyway, <laughs> oh it's shit like that. It's, so like, it's the fear of me doing shit like that is, uh, is why it, the stuff lingers, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you only have to do it a couple times. That's my point. <laughs> you stay inside their head just boxing away because they never know when you're going to strike.
2: What is That's, that's, what is that's, that's me saying? boxing their frontal has lobe.
1: To... <laughs> that's me inside boxing their frontal lobe. <laughs> Brian, Brian Collins says I'm a, I'm a cult leader.
2: Yeah. But I don't know. Well, you, Jason, you said that a number of weeks ago. Cult mm-hmm. 101. He is a cult leader.
1: Yeah, well, he is. We were, no, Jason just knew the facts on how to start a cult for sure. Well, it's called one on one. Yeah, sleep deprivation. I mean, we need to go through it all.
2: <laughs> Renaming them your name instead of their <laughs> name, you know, things like that. That's Is called that...
0: nicknames, man. We do that in America.
1: I don't know what you are talking about. I
0: no, have... no, 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 no. <laughs> nicknames typically aren't just a different name. <laughs> Yeah. The nickname is usually something like maybe a descriptive thing about yeah. you mixed with your actual name. Right. Nicknames aren't just assigning a totally new name.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know,
1: I, it just depends on what region of the country you're coming from, I guess. I, okay. Just, you know, the
0: whole region of the, like, whatever's in the borders of the country. That whole region, yeah. I would I, guess. Is, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, you know. I To each his own, tomato, tomato, you know. If your nickname is uh, 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 Flash and, and this guy's nickname is. Uh, Timothy? Jason that'd be weird. You know? Yeah. Brian. <laughs> well, <laughs> Karen is a nickname now. Come on now.
2: <laughs>
1: I was just ahead of my time.
2: Okay. Except she didn't use Karen. So I. No. Were you. You're a trendsetter? Is that what you're saying here? Or? I'm ahead
1: of my time, Rusty. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I want you to thank everybody for joining us at Live Me at Five. You need to go on to our Facebook page, Like Me at Five Pod. Give it a like. Check us out. Find out where we're going to be going when our shows aren't canceled out from underneath us. That's uh, two <laughs> venue cancels on me in like three weeks. I'm still, yeah, No venues it. canceled on me in three
0: weeks. No, just... you had one. Uh, um,
1: it was like a month ago, I guess.
0: Which one? Chester's. Yeah? Oh, that was rescheduled oh big difference yeah that's true
1: mine was canceled his was rescheduled
0: you're not on that
1: the 23rd yeah i already had that one booked though Uh, i booked two shows (laughs) and so i had one canceled that's what i'm saying boom bastard he got rescheduled (laughs) see anyway check us out get on our page uh go on to instagram like me at 5 Pod. Check us out. You can reach me at Dean Jernigan Comedy. That's J-E-R-N-I-G-A-N Comedy at gmail.com. You can reach the uh, podcast here at lm5pod at gmail.com. That's lm5pod at gmail.com. You can reach
0: Jason LaFoon. Still accepting smoke signals.
1: Still
3: accepting <laughs> smoke
0: signals. I look to the West every night at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> Uh, also, just you could find me on the internet, like people do. It's not that hard to find someone on the internet nowadays. You could send me random messages, like all the men that have yeah, fake I, women profiles yeah on dude, Facebook. I, got, I gotta tell you, I always every wish time me a great morning. You
1: know, I get, I gotta tell you, there's a uh, there's a uh, um, oh, his,
0: oh, and sorry. no, I don't want to buy crypto from you on Facebook. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so there's a thing that when you start getting into comedy. Uh, And and you start networking with those comedians. You also network with their fans and any weirdos that are uh, associated with them. And uh, so you start getting all these requests sent to you, and it's a mob of them. And, and I'll, I'll usually click on the page, and I'll check, see if they're a comedian or somewhere or some sort of booker in the industry or something. Uh, but oftentimes, I'll get the just the weirdest outlandish character, my, and they'll have one mutual friend, and I'll click on it, and never fails, it's Jason LaFoon <laughs> is my one mutual friend. I get...
0: Well, that's... Dude, because I, I I vet people now. I make sure your profile is, like, somewhat real. Yeah. Because, like, what's my favorite one is I'll get one. I'll get a request. You get the porn request all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. there's one that's similar to the porn request where it's just, like, a ridiculously gorgeous woman. And then you click the page, and there's almost nothing on there. Yep. But, like, when they update their profile pictures and stuff, and you can see where it says... So-and-so updated his profile picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it's like, oh, I'm going to have to go a different route with my scams. Let me update. Oh, I forgot to change my gender in the (laughs) settings also. Yeah, or they're
1: just bad with English. Yeah. Uh, And it'll be, it'll be some gorgeous woman who you know
2: doesn't say, I
1: am like fun. Yeah.
2: Well, I so pretty fine. much take it for granted. If it's a gorgeous woman, it's definitely a scam for me. Because ain't nobody going <laughs> yeah, yes. to be my friend. He's, He's probably got... Yeah. I do. I delete I did not even go to the page. I put delete. Rusty's delete. probably
1: got the rusty vixens. <laughs> The, like the smoking hottest uh uh underground like fan club. Uh, and he has no he just keeps he just keeps swiping away. No. Swipe left. I've always kinda of relied right? which on which one gets rid of him? Swipe left, right? I have no idea. Swipe <laughs> left.
2: Swipe no left. Idea.
1: Get out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Time to swipe left on here. Yeah. All right.
1: Thanks for joining us. Uh, we, uh there's a
2: flashback coming. I don't know what it is. We'll figure it out.
3: Coming up next, it's a likely
2: at five
3: Weissback.
2: Coming up next, it's a likely at five Weissback.
0: Uh, that is Dean
2: Jernigan on guitar, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. And Russie on Bongos.
0: <laughs> me on Bongos.
1: I, uh, I normally took, took lessons last time. Did you? Yeah. yeah. You needed
2: some. I did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Step it up. I did
1: the uh normally this is where i would regale you with uh sea stories or some uh Old college wins,
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But I think we'll just we'll move right on. We got a, we got a special guest with us today. Yes, we. Do. Um, very excited to have this guy. Uh, I've actually I performed twice. Why? Well, I, no, I performed one show and then I, I, I shared a mic stage with him. Uh, but uh, this is, we got a, we got today. Coffee Black. He's a co-author of the Book of Cigarettes and Bad Decisions and a stand-up <laughs> comic. How you doing, Coffee? <laughs>
4: Why are y'all laughing already? What's Uh, going on, uh, y'all? The
2: title title of that book is perfect, man. I love it.
1: Yeah, I dig it. Who, uh, so is that, is that about, give me the, what's the, what's the, what's the book? Is that, is that a biography? Is that a fiction? What's, what's the story? No,
4: um, so the book is actually a self-help book, right? From, I guess the demographic would be from, I mean, because kids are, Far more advanced now, so I guess probably like sixteen to like I don't know, like forty. Like it just uh, <laughs> we re- we wrote that book like for just about anybody, for any age group, any uh, ethnicity. Uh, really? And um, I- I'll tell you how the title came about. <laughs> right. So first of all, it's what <laughs> real quick. It's uh, I co-authored the book uh, with uh, two of my uh, best friends and business uh, associates uh Jack Brickhouse out of he's out of Phoenix Arizona now and uh Hollowtip uh Mallard uh she's also out of out of Phoenix and basically one night well we had we've been friends for oh my god easily all going on like 20 years right like yeah uh and uh, we had a podcast at the time uh, before that called uh, The Truth About Lies," that was really great and uh, took off and was kind of a big deal uh, for, uh, for a minute. And people were like, you guys should write a book. You guys should write a book. Like, when we listen to you guys, it's like being a part, like like we're there with you guys in the conversation, and we wanted to write a self-help book, and so... I was like, I don't know anything about writing a novel. Like, I, like, I have not been to school in, like, 18 years. Like, I, my college stint lasted, like, six months. Uh, okay? Like, I'm not the MLA handbook guy. All right? like, okay, we we got
2: somebody in the studio that can relate to that yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: like, like, I'll read. Like, I'll, I'm a reader. Like, I'll read it. But I, I'm, I don't know the first thing about you know, going about writing. So my business partner, he's like, dude, you just be creative. You figure everything, the creative side out. I'll, I'll deal with how to get this done. So I'm with uh, one of my friends one night. And uh, we split up, and she goes her way. And the next day, she had to catch a flight. And so I just text her to make sure she's OK. I was like, "Hey, just take a nail, see if you got off all right." And then she goes, "Oh my god, dude, I smell like cigarettes and bad decisions right now." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Like, she kept on telling me about like her day or her, her night, and I didn't, I couldn't tell you what happened." To Anything? Her. Yeah. All I knew was I was stuck on cigarettes and bad decisions, <laughs> and the fact that she smelled like them. Because I am like, Oh my God, that is amazing to me. That, like, like I left. Like it was already one o'clock when we split up. Like the fact that it's eight in the morning, you're going to miss your flight, and you smell like cigarettes
3: and bad decisions.
4: And so, like, I go through my mental process because it stayed with me for like a week. And I, like, I kept on saying it in my head. I was like, why can't I get this, this phrase out of my head? And I asked her where she got it from. And she was like, well, I got it from the cigarettes and bad decisions <laughs> I made that night. Like, why the hell are you asking me about this? Well, there's a, there's
1: a, visual, like, there's a visceral reaction to that title. Like, it all takes yeah. every one of us back to that hotel room, you know?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Immediately. You just know what it's, it's just filth yeah. and, 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 disgust. Oh, yeah. Like, and it was, and here's the question, it was happiness in the disgust. <laughs>
3: like, 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 your
4: brain is warped. Like, two things can be true. You can be engaging in something terribly disgusting <laughs> and nasty and shameful While also enjoying it, and all those things can be true. Mardi Gras 2001, (laughs) my
1: friend. Mardi Gras 2001.
4: (laughs) So I, uh, I hit my buddy up, and and now I gotta, uh, I gotta sell him on this because sounds crazy. Like, okay, how is this the title for the self-help book? So it's it's easily marketable, branding merchandise. And I broke down, like, first of all, because here's the thing: Everybody has done at least one in this world. You've either smoked a cigarette at least once in your life, because smoking cigarettes at a point in our history was, like, the first sign of, like, rebellion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the first sign of, like, uh, adolescence and disobedience was, oh, I'm going to smoke a cigarette or I'm going to drink a beer. Everybody has made a bad decision. So you've done at least one. Right? It, it, we've all done at least one. And the subtitle to it is I Wish I Would Have Known. Because you know, like, when you, you're, nowadays we say, man, if I would have known then what I knew oh, now. Oh, yeah. So basically, all three of us decided to, we came up with the subject matter, like uh, 10 chapters, and we all give our point of view. So it's like you're getting three books from three different authors in one book or whatever it's all our point of view like the chapters range from crabs in a barrel and and um, uh, we got another chapter uh, it's okay to be the black sheep Uh, and (laughs) uh, I mean mean, is everybody
1: involved a comedian?
4: everybody involved is create everybody's not a comedian though I'm the only comic
1: okay well, you had, get, you had to get you had to get actual literal literary no. talent. Like you had to get no, actual
4: no, authors. No. Oh no! no but, but I'm the only. Um, I'm the only non, I guess, uh, higher learning educational <laughs> one.
1: Intellectual, the oh uh, academia. You're the, the non-academia. <laughs> Thank you.
4: You, you see, I, I just qualified myself on why I shouldn't be writing a book. The words I just put together immediately eliminate me while also qualifying me for not being able to engage in anything that anybody should be reading at all.
1: Yeah, my girlfriend often says, you know there's such a thing called punctuation. <laughs> like these, all these Listen, sentences man. aren't going
4: together. I'm an ellipses guy, right? Like the dot dot dot.
3: Okay. Yeah. Like
4: that's my new thing. Yeah. I do dot 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 like in text messaging instead of periods now, just to piss people off. <laughs> okay. I use ellipses. I don't even know what those things mean in grammar. <laughs> I use ellipses for semicolons, commas, periods, exclamation points. Yeah. I, I use it for everything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they mean.
1: And, and I gotta tell you something so, too, to you grammar nazis out there. We don't care which <laughs> there it is.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's also true. We I, don't
1: know true. which one it is, but we don't care which one it is. So how long you been? How long you been doing stand up? Coffee.
4: Uh, I've been doing stand up now officially for. Four years.
3: Four
1: years.
4: My first open mic was five years ago.
1: Where'd you start at?
4: But I started at a place in Chicago called Patsy's in the Lincoln Square area, like kind of like up north a little bit. Um,
1: what was the setup there? Uh, was it a uh, was it a crowd bringer?
4: Uh, it was a, It was like a bar. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a bar pub uh, It was hosted by this guy um uh, Noah Gutierrez, and I found it online. I googled it. I was like, "Look man so
1: what made you start? like that was your first time up. What drove you to that what what was the like the the drive to take Because there's a hundred people you know that are funny, but very yeah. few make that crossover and, and what was it well, that pushed you?
4: I should have been doing stand-up, um, and this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, because I'm not as uh, high in academia as my man said, <laughs> but uh, I was supposed to be doing stand-up at, at, like, young, like, 18, 19, like the Greeks,
3: mm-hmm. right?
4: Like, I should have started then um because you know everybody's around oh you're really funny and they yeah. wouldn't tell me I needed to do stand-up they would always ask was I a comic and yeah. of course my response would be no and I always had a fear of having to be funny like I never I knew I was funny but I never wanted the pressure of having to be funny it's and a completely I avoided it
1: completely different beast yes
4: yeah like it, it's I've always held comics my whole life in in high regard. It was something that was just to me I always saw as this is the most incredible thing somebody can do. From a young age, I, I, just, I, I mean I just, I I was engulfed by it. And throughout the years, I would want to, but it was the fear. It was the fear of of getting up there and and having to do it and not knowing how to actually do it or what to say.
1: What spurred you and to then, to research it?
4: Um, my buddy I wrote the book with. Right. House, uh, we were doing, he invited me out to Phoenix and he said, man, I think that's when we started the podcast. He was like, I think I got a way to get your voice out. And this, uh, once we started doing that for like two years, he's like, okay, I need you to go. Like, he pushed me, I need you to go out and get this done. And so, one night, because I'm highly competitive too, mm-hmm. so it was like a personal challenge. It was like, all right, I'm like, let's do it. If you're, if you got the balls enough to jump out of a plane, oh, did I just curse? I'm, I'm sorry. you fine, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I was gonna be professional. Exactly. I got the we've got. I got that's the actually
3: F-bom. that's actually
1: your fourth one. We've got Mark.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. all right.
1: No worries. Keep going. No that. problem. he's going to jump out of a plane. You're going to jump on stage.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm clearly – I'm bombing this right now. I've I'm, 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 I'm already bombed this. If this is a, a clean – it's supposed to be a clean set. All right. I the mic already. God! Oh, I I I I, I fear clean sets. I really do. I did too. Good... No, it's a psychological thing,
1: man. I I I think it's because yeah. you 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 want to be relaxed up there and go natural. And people tell me all the time, like you know, I don't cuss a lot in any of my sets. I do I a do. little bit, right? But right. It, it's it's an it's my natural way. I'm speaking and if if I, I just feel too much pressure to go up there with the expectation to be clean on stage and not expect it to go back to my
4: natural yeah yeah i i generally do not have, use profanity in any of my bits if i use profanity in my bits it's specific for that bit to for emphasize. that moment yeah to emphasize so i yeah. literally and i i try to uh elocute it that way
1: too i think it's and a valid tool
4: to punch oh well, it is yeah. a valid
2: tool personally i think it's a yeah. i think it's a it's
1: majorly a valid tool um i absolutely tap my hat to the guys uh the the michael banks out there the nate bargazzi's out there that can do a 100 yeah. percent clean set and and you don't even the the and best clean set you don't even realize
2: they're doing a clean set and you
4: don't re- you don't even realize they're doing it yeah
2: set. but the other right. the other and holds yeah. true too if if you're in the natural if it's in the natural rhythm of your speech and what you're saying you don't notice it either and, and see that's my that's my key yeah.
3: right there
1: mike banks is that's just that's mike banks so right. it's a natural way for yeah. him and it, it i believe me i wish i could just switch it on and off because it would allow it would open me up to so many more booking possibilities
4: well yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I get asked to do clean shows all the time. All the time. And I've done them. I've attempted it because I think you need to at least try something at least once. You know, yeah. and it gives you a, a greater range. Um it helps you out with your set and with your story. Yeah, it it helps you focus on abilities.
1: stage too, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, it helps you focus, it helps you lock in. But I don't know, man. Sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes, you need a, you, you need profanity.
1: I, I agree. Well,
4: need, or uh, as my father calls them, full throttle words. <laughs> full throttle words.
2: I had uh, somebody one time tell me, well, why do you say that? That's ugly language. And I said, well, the topic I was talking about was ugly. It deserved ugly language. I mean, if it fits, it fits. Absolutely. So what point, what you had to hit a point sometimes. So you're going to some open mics
1: and in Chicago, they can be rough because I've, I've been up there and done that open mic scene. Some of them you're in a drawing and you may get three minutes. Some of them are pay. Some of them are bring You got to bring some people with you. You got to bring a crowd, those bringer mics. Um, At what point, though, did you say you know I really got like I'm actually pretty good at this?
4: This is going to sound arrogant, but once I did it that one time that night. Now, mind you, I get there and I sign up, and I'm number 23 on the list because I didn't know I you had to arrive earlier than that and the other and and so people are leaving. Yeah. So the you know they're leaving. Other comics are leaving. People that they came with are leaving. It's a Mm -hmm. Friday night. So I get up there and I perform, and it's myself, the bartender. I think that other guy was the owner, and two other comics in there. Yeah. And I could have easily left, and there was pressure. It was yeah. pressure on myself to. Be, it was the fear of, oh man, this is, this is what this is. <clears throat> like, yeah. I'm. I got five minutes. I've developed these five minutes specifically for this, and now. I have nobody to tell these jokes in front of, and something was like, "You need to do this. You can't. You've driven all the way out here, forty-five minutes. You've waited two hours, two and a Um, half hours, listening to these other comics. Like, screw it. Get up there and do these five minutes for yourself." And once I did them, I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do." Whole new world opened up, didn't it? I knew I was unseasoned and I was I was raw. Um, but I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing, and I knew I was going to be good at it. I just had to get my voice and get the mechanics. So it's kind of arrogant. It's kind of arrogant for me to say, but I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing even before I even got up and did it. I just had to do it. Now I want to. I want st- to stop you right there. I want to point out man.
1: something. I want to point out something to the listeners. Did you hear what he said? I drove 45 minutes here. I've been waiting for two hours. I've got five minutes to go, and there's only a few people left in the audience. And you do that night after night after night after night and polish after it night. up. And, and that uh, is how you – it's not – there's such a misunderstanding uh, as to what it takes to to get into stand. Oh, yeah. And so many people think you just there's go up no- there and re-riff and it is it is a yeah. po- i mean there is riffing in your set and 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 the more comfortable you are the more you do it the more you can riff and the more Absolutely. you can grow the thing but there is out- i can't tell you i drove i would I work all day and then drive 3 hours to Grand Rapids just to get on a, fre- a mic cuz there wasn't a lot around and then you drive the right. 4 hour drive home and then work the next day just for 5 minutes yeah. at a diner I where really- i'm just interrupting their dinner <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh God! Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the worst. Listen, it's. I, I was. I, I. I did a podcast, and we we were talking about um the uh the the dynamic of success and and having fun with what you do. Yeah. And I was. I. I had my my stance on it was. Listen success can have fun moments but striving to be successful and striving to be great it's not fun
3: <laughs> oh.
4: it, 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 let, me, let me tell you something driving 45 minutes to an hour or 3 hours like yourself and hoping you for, again for 5 minutes now yeah. you've worked all day you've got to get home or you've got to leave straight from your job get to these mics and gotta, you got you got to be there every night, and hopefully you yep. can get two in, you know. Because I'm in Indiana, you're driving to the city to be able to do this, yeah. and it's night after night after night yeah. after night after night, and you're tired, and you're getting home sometimes at three o'clock in the morning. You got to be at work at six or seven or whatever you're doing. I'm, I'm blue collar. I'm working a plant, so I got to yeah. be there at six. You're getting two hours of sleep. Then you're writing jokes here, your brain is here, and it's, it's this whole big thing that you're trying to create just so somebody can notice you and be like, hey, you want to be a part of this showcase, yep. and you're networking, it's so many different factions yeah. to the business and what you're attempting to do, it's, you'll have those fun moments. Yeah. Right it, yeah, you get to chop it up with comics and that camaraderie of the I do love. I, yeah, I do love the
1: yeah, com- no. the comic the the comics on the scene. They're interesting. Yeah. They're intelligent. They're witty. They're very different people. That's one of the reasons I fell in love with doing stand up to begin with, is is the scene right. around there. But it is it is absolutely uh, it is it is a grind and I, you know I start like where where i was was is a is a is kind of a mic desert right you had to drop but that was yeah. about it unless you're driving significant hours and so i i'm I'm two months in doing uh you know just going to the mics and doing stuff and I realized i've only had a total of like thirty five minutes on stage and, and I am just like yeah. how are you gonna get better at this and and in the key i mean you have to get on stage so rather it means that you turn around and you Drive to Grand Rapids for three hours to hit two mics, then that's what you do. But you know, it's a it's a grind. There's a <laughs> it's, there's it's a, grind a grind associated. I want to say Joe and Coy like, was uh, was when he appeared on the Night Show was still selling shoes at Nordstrom's.
2: I believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Dude, listen. People are like, "Oh, dude, uh, you, I need you to do a twenty minute set, and I'll pay you." Uh, you know, 50 bucks, which is, I mean, if if you compare that to how much you make an hour on your job, it's like, oh yeah, 50 bucks for 20 minutes. Cool. Like, all right. Yeah, that's, that's decent money. Or, you know, you see somebody who's kind of a, they set their bar on, on their price. And it's like, you know, I don't come out of the house and do a set for, you know, less than 300. Right. And it's like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, they're full of themselves or this, that, and the other, or, you know, it's Yeah. Dude, that three hundred dollars they have surpassed that of money. So when you see the Chappelles and the Joe Coys or the Rocks and you see these yeah. twenty million dollar you know, paydays or oh man, you know, they went on tour. He made eight million on tour and then, you know, he sold it for ten million or this person yeah. got two million or, you know, when you see them at a show, they're they're booking out at fifty G's, you know, a night, and, or and make no G's mistake, Joe Coy's,
1: J. Coy Joe has been doing it for thirty
3: years. Oh yeah,
4: for thirty years, thirty right. So years. it's like, well, well, oh my god, well, I, I would do that. I, this guy spent hours in the car, <laughs> spent hours at clubs.
1: Oh, weeks, months, years of his
4: weeks, life. Yeah. Months, years of their life. Like yeah. it is an investment. Yeah. Like this. Make no mistake about it. You are literally in, You're going to invest a lot more time, a lot more stress, long before you know. Yeah. You hit the road. You get those big paydays
1: and you know it's It's the the funny thing is the funny thing is about this is that when you're up there and you're killing it to a good crowd it's absolutely worth everything you've ever done to get there
4: yeah it's worth every penny i have every penny
2: i have a musician friend who uh always likes to make the comment it's amazing to me how many years it takes to be an overnight success yeah, and, and you know he was talking about there was a band Kings of Leon that hit it huge what, yeah. about five years ago. I remember. And he says I was playing oh, bar I'm I was King playing bars in Nashville with them twenty five years ago. They've been at it forever. I yeah, and I they, know. You know. It's
1: always when you hear that you, you yeah that they get that big break and you are like oh this new band on the yeah. scene <laughs> if they're not new. <laughs>
4: it's it's like, the same thing. No, in they're not. they no. they've, they've been pounding and pounding and pounding, and it's a lot of doubt. You have a lot of nights where it's like, man, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? What are you? What are yeah. you? What are you doing this for? Yeah. What are you doing this for? Yep. I'll and you, then, and and that's how you know.
1: Because I, I, you
4: keep on going.
1: I got to let you go here in a second, coffee. But I want to. I want to. I want to share this story with you. I heard this really reminds me of your first time up. Uh, this was from. Uh, I was listening to. Uh, this was a story from, uh, that was told on a podcast from a comedian telling it from a story you heard from a comedian. Past years ago, but he was saying that it was one of those old road dog comedians. You know, just worked the road all, all throughout the '80s and whatnot. And he said uh, he was there. He was in New York. I think he said it was New York. He goes into this bar uh, to go to this mic to see you know what new guys are around, and um, nobody was there except like six comedians. And so the comedians were all mad. Nobody showed up to this thing, and they're all just sitting at the bar complaining and drinking. He says, and he heard someone in the back where the stage was. And so he walks back through there to see who's up, and it was a 18-year-old Eddie Murphy doing his set to an empty room. And he said he sat down and watched this kid do his set to an empty room. It was on five minutes or something. Right. But he was like the fact that. That kid got up there and did that set to an empty room. He said, I just, there was something about that kid that he had the drive. Right. And I knew he had the drive when I saw that.
4: Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. That's part of the it factor, man.
2: Yeah.
4: So it, it gives you character, it gives your story character, it gives life character. I mean, I've seen some of the most ridiculous things that Mike's, shameful things, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable sets yeah. that. I wish the world could have seen <laughs> that they like. I, I'm talking about guys that put on masterful sets yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, you know, in ten minutes at certain showcases, and it's like, oh my god, the world should have been here that night. Yeah, yeah, like the, the, yeah, and you know, and and those, it's like that it factor that nobody can explain. Well, there's a certain I magic. Been around for a hundred years. And it's that magic, the it. like, what is it about this person? You don't know what it is, but it's something about them, and you see it, and then all of a sudden you see everything around them. It's like if they stay with it and nothing happens and they don't get discouraged or, you know, they keep their nose clean, they'll be there.
1: And there's something, there's something fantastic, too, about being in the room live. That oh, yeah. you just losing in translation. Oh, yeah. Some comics who don't yeah. sell well on TV that you'll see them live, yeah. and you'll be like, "This is the best stand-up comedian oh, yeah. I've ever seen," because he I've, owned I've it When you're in there, you get
2: yeah. an energy from a crowd.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you—I f- mean, it yeah. goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
4: yeah a- absolutely.
1: Well, coffee. I—it's. I, I, uh, we're just starting to open back up. Do you have anything you'd like to uh, announce? Anything you've got, any upcoming dates, anything that you're doing?
4: I'm um, still trying to lock down dates. I have nothing definite yet. You know, we're still opening back up. So, yeah. you know, you're still waiting to get back out there. And, you know, everybody's kind of dropped down a tier or yeah, two. absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, what i found, what I have found, though, is, is the key then is to. Uh, start doing what you might call the alternative comedy shows. Like, uh, there's been a real successful one in South Bend, out of the Indiana Whiskey Company. We've been doing it. It's an outdoor show, and I've never really liked it. I've mean, always been kind of anti outdoor shows, but these guys over the last month or so have really sh- like changed my attitude on it. Uh, good crowds have come out, oh, really? and it's been a uh, it's been uh, it's been a really good good experience.
4: Yeah, I uh, I went out there. Um I did maybe like two no, maybe like three years ago. Oh yeah. I did I did uh I did that room like the open mic yeah. portion before the showcase. Yeah. Um uh I went out there with a friend K Francis Norris. Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, K Francis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on and um and uh he's headlining the showcase. And uh, I did that room. It, it was it was a good time. You guys are doing that outside. That's that sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: we've been setting up. Sounds pretty cool. We've been setting up the uh, the mic and the and the uh, sound in a dock bay, and a spotlight totally. on us. And then they park in the grass. And then they set up lawn chairs. And they've had food out and catered. And um, of course, you can have some whiskey. And um, people been bringing coolers and 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 kind of treating it like a drive-in. Yeah. And they park outside, and they're kind of distant, and and it ends up being a really cool setup. So they've really changed my mind. We've had – the last crowd was uh, approaching 100 people out there, and um – They've really changed my mind with what you can do with outdoor shows, yeah. so I think that's part of it with the with the reopening and and like you said, everybody got kind of knocked down a notch right because they're not selling out theaters, so the theater acts moved to the nightclubs and the nightclubs moved to the comedy clubs, and the comedy clubs moved, to, and well, everybody actually, got knocked down a notch so I think the key is for uh, local scenes to be doing uh, just be doing kind of alternative comedy shows that you don't normally see, and I think we'll just we'll keep it alive and well until this thing evens itself out
4: yeah. I mean that I mean that's all you can that's all you can really do. Is, coffee uh, man just keep on, write, absolutely, keep on writing.
1: Absolutely, dude. It's absolutely man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. I'm it was, it's good to have you on. I'm looking forward to seeing you at uh the market lounge some more, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow night. I got some uh new stuff yeah. again working on. Yeah. Uh so we'll have fun tomorrow night, buddy.
1: All right. We'll see you guys. See you then, Coffee. All
4: right, take it easy, guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Light me at five <laughs>
3: Light me at 5. Light me at 5.